head getting bigger or just getting smaller? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Still morning. Morning, everyone. How are you? I've got 72 points with six sub points to each point. No, I haven't. I'm only kidding. Praise God. Who's excited? Especially after hearing a story like uh, an account like that. And also what, what you shared with the school. We should be excited people, shouldn't we? Hallelujah. Ha- I'm going to get really Pentecostal today. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. I'm going to walk up and down and I'm going to hallelujah. raise my voice and say hallelujah. Praise God. You always give me something hard to follow, David. You always do that. Fancy that, a global church from a telephone call. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you all awake? Do you want to stand up and shake something? You're okay? Okay. I can yell if you want. I can get Pentecostal and really yell. Hallelujah. Praise God. This won't be real long. I don't think. Mind you, I'm feeling pretty African. Praise God. Okay. It's funny. I was... You know, you think of things while you're listening to the announcements. I mean, I was listening, but... You know, you think of other things. I was thinking when I was a kid, I, was, I know we've got some young people here today. When I was only young, I used to go to church with my mum and dad, and it was Baptist church. Um, and uh, I used to like the sermons because that's the time I could eat lollies and draw and yeah. you know, things like that. So, you know, you get through the hymns. I'd have to sing the hymns. Dad would get upset if I didn't sing the hymns. And then I'd have to listen to the announcements. But while the sermon was on, I could get the paper out and start drawing and eat lollies and things. So that wasn't a bad time, and I did actually listen sometimes as well. So it's okay, kids, if you've got lollies. Go ahead. Go ahead. Today I wanted to talk to you about something. It's out of, um, out of the book of James. I love that name, James. Strong name. Hallelujah. The half-brother of the Lord, wasn't he? He was born of Mary, but um, he was Jesus' half-brother because their father was different. Let's turn over to James chapter 1. You ever been through a trial? You ever been through something that was hard to go through? If you're a Christian and you haven't, then something's wrong. Don't you reckon? Praise God. Today I just wanted to encourage you. The Lord, uh, the, the, the Lord spoke to me while I was praying and, and just said, um, just do this, Brian, just do this. I said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm the servant. You're the potter, I'm the clay. So let's just read from James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse or many or manifold temptations or trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience or endurance. But let endurance have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Mm. Lacking nothing. So when you get saved, it's normally there's some euphoria normally, isn't there, for a little while? And then you start learning. And there's still joy. And this thing I want to hang on today, the key word today is joy. 
I want you to count, the Lord wants you to count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials, many trials, manifold trials. I remember hearing about um, a lady who'd had a very hard life. She, she'd worked all her life and she was a, a single mum and she'd had to look after her kids and work many hours and she'd had a really tough life and no holidays, nothing, nothing much of pleasure or leisure in her life, just, just hard work, nothing but hardness. And when she was older and her kids were married and grown up, they said, Mum, we want to look after you. We want to do something for you. You've worked so hard. You've done all this stuff for us. We want to send you on a, on a trip, on a boat. And she said, oh, fantastic. So they, they booked this ticket for her and they, they organised it. It was, um, it was one of the large boats too. I think it was the, uh, the Queen Elizabeth. And she had to join it from, from the port where she was by helicopter. Uh, they used to ferry some people in on the helicopter rather than you know, bring the boat in because it wouldn't go in there. So she's flying out on the helicopter and they get above the boat and somehow the door opens and she falls out. And she falls down and she goes bang straight through the deck and the, the, the crew, everybody's screaming and they rushed over and they look down, there's a hole where she's gone through. So they went down the next floor and there's a hole and she's gone right through. Don't take it too seriously. Barbara's <laughs> looking worried. Anyway, she's gone right through before. She's right down in the hull of the boat. And they said, they came down and miraculously she's alive. And they said, my goodness, madam, are you all right? She says, it's all right. I've been through hardships before. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. You ever been through a hardship? <laughs> Not like that, no. <laughs> Not my idea of a holiday either. Praise the Lord. This life of following Christ, the following Jesus, we're going to come up against some trials. And just living life, there's trials, aren't there? There's trials that, that, uh, that everyone goes through. Paul says, there's no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. So there's many trials in life and a famous person who was not my uncle once said, you know, life wasn't meant to be easy. Anyone remember Malcolm Fraser? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit old here, aren't I? I used to tell everyone he was my uncle, but he wasn't. There are trials which we need to go through. And I could tell you all about the, what the word trial means here, temptation. You know, it, it's talking about a testing like a metal. It's not talking about tempting you to fall into sin. God doesn't do that. It says later on in James... He doesn't tempt anyone to sin. It's the trying like of a metal to bring the impurities to the top so that the metal becomes stronger. The metal has more integrity. That's the purpose of trials in our life. It's so we can trust God more. When we go through a trial and we we hang on to God and to his word and we speak his word, we find that next time something comes, not that it's easy, but there's a, there's a sense of confidence in the word of God. Well, I've been, through, I've been through a hardship before. But the Lord's faithful. But what I wanted to hone in today was that you have joy in the midst of all that. I really sense the Lord saying, he wants you to have joy. You know, it's so easy, anything in life, like I've always marvelled that when we, when we take the Lord's Supper together, I used to think when I was a kid, I think, that's a funny thing. Why did the Lord get us to do that every time we come together? You know, like the bread and the wine and, and let's say that we remember the Lord till he comes. 
It's because there's a tendency in man, a propensity in all of us, to grow used to things, to get, you know, yeah, yeah, we know Jesus died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God forbid that happens in your marriage. That you, yeah, I'm married to so and so, woohoo, you know. Anything in life, your job, anything that you're doing, we can get used to it. And the devil uses the gradualness, is that a word? Gradualness? Grad, grad, uses the gradualness of life to slowly wear you down. Trials come and he knows that if he can get you to lose your joy and to just feel like it's just the grind, let's just, you know, tough it out for Jesus. Let's just tough it out. Grit our teeth. But that's not what the Lord wants. The Lord wants you to have joy. I'll get on Pentecostal again, though. Should I yell more? No, I won't. A really sensible saying that he wants you to have joy. It's so easy to go along to the Christian life and to come to church and to do the do. There's nothing wrong with having patterns and traditions in our life. They're good things. And that's like the Lord's Supper. The Lord did that so we wouldn't forget. You see it through the Old Testament. The Lord set up the feast and things so they would remember the things he'd done and be able to look back on that and see the faithfulness of God. So there's nothing wrong with tradition. There's nothing wrong with patterns. But if we allow them to just become the mundane and the, and, the, and the boring in our lives and, and our Christian life could wind down to where it's just, yes, I'm saved and I'm doing the thing and I'm reading my Bible and I'm trying to witness and I'm, you know, <laughs> hey, we need joy. We need the Holy Ghost. I mean, did you, sense, did you notice a pattern in some of the prophecies this morning about being filled with the Holy Spirit, about having joy? I think that was you, Lord, because you were told me to speak on joy. So what's one of the reasons we should have joy? Count it all joy when you fall into these things. Praise God. I mean, that's not always the first reaction. First, is it? <laughs> Thank you, Lord, another trial. Hallelujah. I read somewhere someone said, as a Christian, you're either going into a storm or you're in a storm or you're coming out of a storm. And that was it. <laughs> wasn't any more to the story. That was it. Huh? When I look back, I think that's, that's probably true. So the, the Lord says here that we should count it all joy when we fall into temptation. Or trials. Trials is a better word really, I think. First thing I'd like to say is because he said so. Do it because he said so. He said to count it all joy. And if you do count it all joy, you will find a freedom and a liberty and a growth in your faith like you've never had before. And um, it was good when the Lord spoke this to me all this week. It was a bit of a wake-up call because I'd sort of you ever had one of those weeks and, or maybe one of those months or one of those years? Anyone, anyone had that? I might just be the only one. Just me, is it? I'll preach to myself then. I don't care. Hallelujah. There's been a lot of, a lot of challenges. But the Lord spoke to me this week and I said, yeah, I mean, the joy is the oil. The joy is the thing that makes the wheels turn and makes them turn faster and faster. Hallelujah. 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 Are you, can you feel the joy? Praise God. I want you to have joy this morning. Oh, I really sense the Lord wants to, wants to set us free. You know, we can have things, you know, you walk through life and you can get dirt on your feet and, you know, you don't want branches falling on your back and you can carry all this stuff around, but when you kick it all off, hallelujah. 
Bless the Lord. Yeah, I heard that. Someone's over here. Praise God. This is a Pentecostal church. Praise God. <laughs> so the first thing is, let's, let's do it because the Lord said to do it. And let's, why did he say to do it? Because we are the elect. He's chosen you. He's called you. He's, he's found you. He knew you. You belong to him. You didn't come here by accident. There are, there are no accidents. I'm sorry. You know, there's lots of films. But I won't go into that. There's no accidents. There's no coincidences. You're here because the Lord put it in your heart for you to reach out for him. He put it in your heart. You couldn't do it yourself. But he put it in your heart and, and made it so that you would call on his name because you are elect. You are predestinated. And that's, that's a thing that a lot of theologians wrestle with. You know, being elect and, and being predestined and free will. And, you know, there's a, there is a pathway through all that. But for today, let's just say, you are the elect. You are cho- chosen and you are called. I mean, isn't that enough reason to, to rejoice? You know? Paul said, you know, we count these things, these, these momentary trials are really, they're nothing compared to the glory that should be revealed in us. And we've got to keep our mind and our heart on these things. Because as I said, it's so easy that in the end you can have your head down, you're just looking at the road in front and, oh, I've got to go to work I go to the prayer meeting and I better go to, you know, oh, I didn't pray for so and so, oh, Lord, help, you know. You can get really wound down. We need the joy of the Lord to get us through, you know, and how do you get the joy of the Lord? Well, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, don't you? Praise God. Oh, I heard that, James. Praise God. (laughs) We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I look through the scriptures and... um, I don't know if you want to turn. Do you want to turn to Acts? Let's see. Acts somewhere. Acts 5. Let's turn there. Praise God. Saying that a lot today. Praise God. I'm excited. Do you remember that big guy on the TV? I'm excited. I mean, he died, but that's... I don't don't think he was saved. I'm not sure. But anyway. But he was excited until he died. And we'll be excited until we're taken up, right? Okay, I remember a guy down the... What's that gentleman's name comes and preach? I can't think of his name. Um, um, no, not one that died, no. No, that, I can't think of his name. The guy, he, he sometimes comes here and preaches and he lives up the coast somewhere. And Max, Max. I first met Max at the centre when I was only, I don't know, 16 or 17 or something. That's a long time ago. And he used to be at the front door and he'd say, I'm not worried about the undertaker, I'm excited about the upper taker. Every time I saw him, he would say that. It kind of stuck in my head. Does anyone remember that? It was just me again. Every time I saw him, I'm not worried about the undertaker. I'm excited about the undertaker. Wow, you know. I was a little Baptist boy. To me, it was, whoa. Glory to God. Acts 5. Did I say Acts 5? Yeah, Acts 5. That's what it says here. Okay, we'll go from, um, hum, 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 let me see. We'll go from verse 35. This is um, Gamaliel, who, when you read through the scriptures, you find that Paul was actually a student of Gamaliel. So Gamaliel was probably a pretty wise bloke, and he obviously knew the scriptures, because Paul learned a lot. Uh, and he said to them, You men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do as touching these men. For before those days, these days arose, uh, there rose up Thudius, boasting himself to be someone, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who were all killed. And all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to nothing. 
After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in those days of the taxing and drew away much people after himself. He also perished and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. So he's talking about people who rose up and thought they were going to free Israel or do something. But now I say to you, refrain from these men and let them alone. He's talking about um, Peter and John. Uh, For if this counsel or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest happily you be found even to fight against God. He's a wise man, isn't he? Very wise. And to him they agreed. They thought, oh, we better listen. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, so they said, well, we're not going to do anything, we'll just beat them. (laughs) Praise God. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And so they departed. The disciples departed from the presence of the council, what? Rejoicing. Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and every house, they didn't stop, but they preached Jesus. So, I mean, I don't know, anyone here ever been beaten for, for serving the Lord? Anyone? You have? Oh. <laughs> beaten with a tongue. I just... Who did? I did. Really? Yeah. Where, where was that? In For preaching? Yeah. Praise God. Were you rejoicing? Go <laughs> 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 <So> much. <laughs> That's fantastic. Wow. Well, there's one here. There's one here. I've, I've had people yell at me. I remember we, uh, I used to be in a band and we would go to different places. There was this guy who was an evangelist who was an incredible preacher. And we were pretty ordinary music, but he used to take us anyway. And we'd start singing. Sometimes, I think they threw fruit one time. It was only a couple of times, but I mean, that wasn't much really. Just people, hey, a load of rubbish. And that was about all we suffered. But they went rejoicing. Well, you know, when you look through the scriptures, like, what was it that the early disciples had that they had this joy that, because they knew they had the answer, that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is everything. And they had that joy of the Holy Ghost and that's what I want you to pick up today. You need that joy of the Holy Spirit every day. Paul says, be filled and keep being filled. It's not just a one-off. Um, close, your, close your eyes for a second. Everyone just close your eyes. Now, think back. If you're only really, really young, it's probably easy to do. Um, think back to when you got saved and to then when you got filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you thinking of it? I'm thinking of it. It was a while ago for me. But I remember the joy. I remember that sense of freedom that I remember, wow! You know, and I, you know, there were people a lot more exuberant than I was at the time, but still, you know, for a little Baptist boy, I was pretty bold. <laughs> Began to speak in tongues. Whoa. But, and as I began to walk in that, the joy and the freedom that comes, mind you, Trials came then too. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I had, had the joy and the Holy Spirit within me to take me through. And, and um, if I can just digress for a second, um, without saying too much, I, I've been through a divorce. Has anyone else here been through a divorce? Like, it's not really a badge of honour. You, know. yeah, don't you wouldn't ever choose to, would you? No. You'd never choose it. No. It's unnatural. It's not how the Lord planned things. But I, I remember um, I was working for a company. I was their state manager. And I, used to, well, I used to do everything. The boss used to ring me and he'd call me the state manager and say, actually, I'm the state janitor. I do everything. 
was a funny job. Just, whatever had to be done, I did it. And, but I remember when I was going through that, um, it's kind of complicated, I won't go into details, but my boss had to come over when all that was happening and, and deal with something. Uh, and he was a mess. He was, he, after, after a day of sorting all this mess out, he said to me, he said, I, I'm a mess. He said, I feel like I wrung out sponge. He said, how come you're so, you, you look like you're ready to fly to the moon? I said, yeah. And he said, you're going through a divorce. He said, yeah. what's going on? And before I could say anything, he went, oh, I know, I know, you're going you're gonna to talk about... I said, too right, I'm going to talk about... And it was a couple of years after that he, he, he flew over to see me and um, I forget what we met him at, some, some problem with the sales or something. And he said to me, um, we're having coffee afterwards, and he said, you know, he said, we've all talked about you at the head office, you know. And I said, oh, have you? It's nice. And he said, no, we've all talked about how that... Um, we all know you've been through this terrible trouble. He said, but you're always happy. You always get your work done and you're always joyful. And I thought about it and I thought, oh, no, I think I have been. You know, and that, nothing, no credit to me. It was the, it was the Holy Ghost. I remember I, I pushed into the Lord like I'd never pushed in before. And, and I made sure, I mean, talk about praying the Spirit. Paul said he prayed more than, I don't know, I'd take him on on that one. That period of time, I reckon I'd take him on. Glory. Amen. Another Pentecostal down the front here. Praise God. So we've got to count it all joy because he said to, and because the reason he said to is because he's a, we're his. We're accepted in the beloved. We call us brothers, children. If God before us, who can be against us? So why wouldn't we be full of joy? Only because of the, like I said, the gradualness of, of carrying weight and of walking every day. That's why we need to be filled every day. You're shaking your head. <laughs> Praise God. The other, reason, the other thing I want to say about counting it all joy is because we've got to get burned into our heart that all things work together for good to those who love God, called according to His. We've got to get that burned into our hearts, don't we? I'm feeling Pentecostal again. Oh, I broke my watch. Praise God. I take it off. <laughs> it reminds me of when, when, I was a, when I was a young fellow at, at church, um, I heard the story of a little boy who went to church for the first time with his dad. And um, he's sitting there and the, uh, the preacher, it was a traditional church, the preacher got up and when he opened the service, put his hand up like that as he prayed and the little boy says, what's that mean, Dad? And he goes, oh, that's what you do when you pray, when you, you put your hand up, the pastor does, oh, right. And then... And then they, the offering plate came in and goes, what's this, Dad? And he goes, well, this is where you give to God. And, and oh, okay, because he had no idea, see. And then the, the, the preacher got up and he grabbed his watch and he took it off and looked at it and he said, what's that mean, Dad? And he goes, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Sorry, I digressed. All things work together for good. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. He that began a good work in you will just leave you and let you just... No. no. Oh, okay. He won't. He'll complete it. And he'll do it with joy if you'll do what the scripture says. And when, a trial, when trials come and you might have... This year for me has been pretty challenging. They might come one on top of the other. Well, praise God. He's making something out of me, isn't he? I remember, I don't get visions much. Tammy gets them every five minutes. But, you know, some people like that. Like, 
Like Ernie was saying to me, he said, lots of people get lovely visions about flowers and birds flying and Ernie only gets ones about um, knits. <laughs> and I, I don't get many visions. I don't know why the Lord does other things with me. I just get songs all the time, you know. Like, I've only, that's the way he talks to me. But I'm saying Sammy gets the dreams and visions like there's no tomorrow. But I remember one time I had a, I think it was a vision or a dream. I can't remember. One or the other. I hope I wasn't in church when I had the dream. Oh. Um, anyway, I, in this... Yeah, I know. In this... Um, it's all right, I'm not asleep, I'm getting a dream. Um, anyway, uh, in, this, in this vision slash dream... Um, did anyone know Springwood? you know where the, the road goes around up onto Hawkesbury Road? Where, uh, yeah, you... Yeah, if, you know if you're coming, you know if you're coming down towards Hawkesbury Road, you can turn to the left there and go up on the, off the highway. I mean, you know, yeah. they've changed all that there. But I remember they did some work there. This is years and years ago, and and in this vision of dream, I saw it looked like that section of road. Only they were doing some roadworks. Only there was this massive. There was fences and big roadwork signs. I could see huge diggers and and there was just this massive construction going on. I said, look, what's that? And he goes, that's you. That's what I'm doing. So don't worry, I'm building something. And it's not a chicken coop. <laughs> I'm building something that's quite large, so, so don't worry, all right? There's mess, yes, there's noise, there's things happening, and it seems, looks like chaos, but when it's all finished, you know, when they take it all away, you, look, you go, oh, wow, look at that road. Wow, look at that building. You know, it starts with, as you've ever seen in the city, this massive hole in the ground that's full of mud and water, and you come back a few months later and there's some concrete poured and steel sticking up everywhere, and you think... Whoa, what's that? When you come back later, unless you're in the city every day, which I've never worked in the city. Anyone worked in the city? Yeah, I've never done that. So. Anyway, the few times that I was going to the city, you come back and you go, whoa, look at that thing. Wow, that's, I don't know how many stories that is, but it started off this messy, muddy, bleh. and the Lord gave me that vision and said, that's, that's you, I'm building something. So don't worry, count it all joy. Okay. I will. And the third thing I was going to say is that joy is wonderful. So why wouldn't you want to count it? Because joy is fantastic. It talks about you know, unspeakable joy, doesn't it? We've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Joy unspeakable. Amen. Thank you, man. <laughs> it is. I can remember. Dave, can you remember this? Um, and James. Oh, James. Um, we had a meeting at Blacksland High School back in the early days of LHCF. Do you remember that? And I think it was an outreach. Anyway, yeah, there weren't a lot of visitors there. So anyway, afterwards we had a prayer time and Dave came and said, I'd really like to pray for the musicians. We went, oh, okay. So we're standing there and Dave prayed for one. He prayed for some next to me. <laughs> as soon as he touched me, I just lost it. I'm on the floor and I'm laughing. And Do you remember that? And I absolutely... I, that hasn't happened to me often, but that was just uncontrollable, unspeakable joy. And then Tammy said to me, you okay? And as soon as she touched me, she did the same thing. And then, and then uh, one of the other musicians came over and he said, everything okay? And he started. And then there was a few ladies, I'm trying to think who it was, they came out and said, well, minister to you. As soon as they touched us, they were on the floor laughing. So it was joy unspeakable and full of glory. Yeah, thank you. I've got to say the whole verse, don't we? So why wouldn't we count it all joy? Because joy is wonderful. The presence of the Holy Ghost is incredible. You know, it's like, 
I talk to some girls at work and I talk to them and it's a bit like you were saying with the soils. You can kind of see and you think, Lord, is any of this going in? You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's just, just it's like a... You ever seen that clay and you pour water and it just runs away and disappears and still got dry ground? It's a bit like that. You know, but at different times they've said to me, you're always happy, aren't you? And I say, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Nothing seems to worry you, does it? No, pretty much. No, no. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then, why is that? Ah, let me tell you. (laughs) Let me tell you. So I'm believing God that there are seeds somehow will penetrate in there. But joy is fantastic. The, The presence of the Holy Ghost, I mean, why wouldn't we want to count it all joy? If we're walking with God and we know that we're his and we know that he's called us and we know that he's not going to leave us and we know that he's going to take us and we know that he's going to complete us and we know he's going to come back for us, we know he's going to glorify our bodies and he's going to let us rule and reign with him, we should count a joy. Amen. Okay. Why don't we pray? Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you that you are our God. You are our God, Lord. You are our God and our King. And yet you humble yourself to live within us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your calling and your, your predestination on our lives, Lord, that we should be called. Of all the people on the earth, you've called us. Lord, we know that we're nothing in ourselves, but thank you, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you would help us every day, Lord, to not get used to things and to let things wear us down but that we count it all joy and that we seek the the presence of the Holy Ghost more and more and more. As we see the world getting darker, we'll be getting lighter. As we see things getting worse, we'll be getting better because we're pressing more and more into you, Lord. Lord, I just pray you'd touch every person here today, Lord. Fill them afresh with your Holy Spirit, Father. Thank you, Lord. Fill, fill each one of us, Lord, that we might have that joy to go through every day, Lord, and, and let that joy in our life be a witness to those around us, Lord, that they would see and understand that something has happened. We're different. It's because of you, Lord. I just pray you'd touch everyone here, Lord. Lord, are there any needs? I know we've already prayed for, for healing and other things, but if there are any needs that are still there, Lord, that you would minister to that need right now, Lord, the power of your Holy Spirit come upon each one, Lord. The anointing. Set people free, Lord. Loose them, Lord. Lord, loose finances to those that need finance right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we command finances to come. Lord, and healing, Father, healing to come where it's needed in Jesus' name. Lord, peace of mind, the peace that passes all understanding. Peace, perfect peace. Come into that heart. Come into that mind now that's disturbed or worried, Lord. Take away every worry. Lord, for loved ones and family and friends, Lord, that we're seeking that you would touch. Lord, we leave it with you, but we we trust you for their salvation, Lord. And we lift them up to you and we thank you that it's already done. Lord, we thank you for household salvation, that those in our families will be saved, Lord, because you promised it in your word. In Jesus' name, we command them to come into the kingdom, Lord. Draw them by your spirit, Lord. Send believers wherever they are to harass them with the gospel, Lord. Lord, draw them in, Father, by your Holy Spirit. Put your hook in their mouth and bring them in, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, if there be any other needs, just minister now in the name of Jesus. 
Fill us all afresh, Lord, that we might go out of this place, Lord, energised and on fire for you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bring your word into our mind and into our lips, Lord, each day that we answer every need. The word of God float up, Lord. The word of God, the sword of the Spirit, float up into our minds and in our mouths. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And look, we just commit our way to you now. Go with us, Lord. Thank you, Saviour. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You're lucky. I nearly sang an old song from years ago. Rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say rejoice. Too late, I've done it. Rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say rejoice. So rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Run around some more. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> what happened to me? <laughs> Bless the Lord. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone still needs prayer. That's fine. Is there a cup of tea today or not? There is. Oh, so, praise God. We're counting as you're right. Could we do something this morning? Yes. Brian's full of joy. Hallelujah. Look out. Can we have, just, we'll, make it, we'll make it quick, but can we have the joy part? Pastor Bruce and I'll tell you what's coming, Pastor Bruce and Sean. Yes. Brian's going to be here, and we're just going to walk through, and he's going to lay hands on you, and you just receive from Brian. Yeah, and Ernie and Shirley and Bruce and Ron and Dawn and myself. And you just come and walk through, and Brian is full of joy. There's going to be an impartation takes place. You just